1: the professional's choice what's up boys and girls we're back it's the HVAC know-it-all podcast and it's funny because I get a lot of feedback from male techs hey man I love your podcast hey man listen to the the podcast last week it was awesome but I never get any feedback from female texts, so I don't know if any are actually listening on a regular basis. If you are listening, I would love to hear feedback um, from a female perspective on the podcast and, and how, um, how it's helped you out, how some of the guests and maybe even what I've said has helped you out along the way in your career. That feedback to me is kind of what, what helps drive this, this thing helps drive the bus okay good or bad because the positive stuff yeah i take it and i enjoy it the negative stuff i might not enjoy but it kind of helps me find out maybe what i could be doing better all right so if you have feedback i'd love to hear it. especially if you're a female i'd love to hear that feedback on the podcast today we have a couple of genuine fellows guys out of new jersey they own their own company Called Air Movement. Okay, their names are Elon Shapiro and Mike Galea. And these boys are going to tell their story and they're going to be 100% honest. You're going to listen how um, they couldn't afford a coffee at one period while owning the business. These are the struggles that a lot of business owners in the beginning go through, but you can't give up. You got to keep chugging along. You got to keep pushing through and the story that you're going to hear from Elon and Mike is, is exactly that. Okay. They don't hold anything back. Awesome dudes. Okay. Listen up. And I got a special announcement after this segment, after the opening, just listen up. I got a special announcement. I'm going to try to give back to this world in a special kind of way. And I hope it works. And I hope you guys can be involved in that. This is the HVAC Know-It-All Podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCree. All right, I've been thinking on how I can give back on a much grander scale. Now, I've got an idea. I think it's going to start very, very small. And I'm hoping that it can grow into something much larger over time. Now, when I say give back, I don't mean giving tools to techs through giveaways, because let's face it, most techs that are employed are making some half decent money and can probably go out and buy their own tools. Okay. Most, I'm not saying everybody has money to do that, but a lot of us, um, do have the, the means to go out and purchase our own tools. So I'm thinking something a bit different, a bit bigger. Um, and if, if you don't know what affiliate marketing is, I'm going to tell you what it is and how I think I can leverage it to do some, some good in this world. Affiliate marketing, basically, um, here's an example. A blogger that writes blogs. They will put a link in their blog that sends um, the reader to company XYZ. Company XYZ will say to the blogger, here, I'll give you this link. If people buy... Products with this link will give you a percentage of what they buy. That's how affiliate marketing works. I've never been a fan of affiliate marketing because I feel like you have to turn into a salesman to get people to to click on it. I like to demo products. I like to review them, demo them, use them on my jobs. And if somebody likes the product and likes the features of it, then it's up to them if they want to go buy it. Okay, and 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 all day I will demo products for my sponsors because they are sponsoring HVAC know-it-all and helping this project out. So I'm going to help them out by demoing their tools. If you guys want to buy them, hey, that's great. I don't receive any percentage from it. Okay, Um, and that's the difference between what I do and, and being a salesman. But I think that I figured out a way to leverage affiliate marketing to do something really, really good. KC Tool, guys, if you guys haven't heard of them, they're the biggest distributor of German hand tools in North America. All the sexy German hand tools you see, like uh, Wera, Weha, uh Nipex, Filo, those tools. I posted a-, a picture of a little mini ratchet set online. Some of you might have seen it. Some of you might have got the gist of what I'm, I'm going to talk about here. And that included the, the affiliate marketing link. Okay. And, th- and this is why I'm doing it. So about three and a half years ago, my niece was diagnosed at six months, by the way, with a rare eye cancer called retinoblastoma. She had to have one of her eyes removed. Okay. And the other eye had to have radiation. She had to have chemo to save her life and to save her eye. She's four now. She's healthy. Okay, she's happy, but all of this treatment happened at the Sick Kids or the Sick Children's Hospital in Toronto, Ontario. Sick Kids is what is what everybody calls it. Families from all over the world take their kids there uh, from 0 to 18. The families are, are able to stay free in R- Ronald McDonald House if the, if the child has to stay there for an extended period of time. Time It's a fabulous Fabulous hospital. Um, One of the leaders in in research in in child cancers and and all that kind of stuff. Fabulous hospital. So I want to give back to this hospital because I got a soft spot for kids. All right. And seeing how my niece was treated there, seeing how they saved her life and saved her other eye. You know, it, it just, I just thought giving back to them would be the right thing to do. So the affiliate link I set up basically when you guys see it if you guys see me showing off a tool from KC tool there's going to be an affiliate link that you can go to and if you want to purchase a tool through that affiliate link you're free to do so okay your choice but what I'm going to do is that account that affiliate account that's collecting money 50% of that I'm going to donate right back to sick kids hospital the other 50% I'm going to use to um, to grow the brand of HVAC Know-It-All and help with some of the other expenses that I have because I do have expenses from doing this, believe it or not. So that is my plan to give back on a grander scale is to give to the hospital that saved my niece's life and saves lives of children every single day. So guys, when you see it, that's what it's there for okay? It's not a cash grab for me. I want to give back, and this is how I'm going to start doing it. Cheers, guys. Thank you. All right, I'm not going to stop jamming this down your throats, guys. The Testo promotion, the spring promo that's on until May 31st is phenomenal. If you purchase a digital manifold, a 550, 557, or 570, you get a free Weha toolkit. Insulated tools, okay, side cutters, needle nose, and three screwdrivers. And not only will you look like a rock star pulling up to the job site with your Testo digital gauge set, but you'll also have a cool insulated tool set to go along with it from Weha. That's a mail-in rebate, guys, $100 value. So check that out. You have until May 31st. I had a chance to rock the, um, the NAVAC 4 port manifold gauges this week. Not digital. They're compound gauges. The N4A3H um, comes with four hoses in the kit. Three-quarter-inch hoses, red, blue, and yellow. The 3-8 hose, which is vacuum rated. Um, the thing, it's impact resistant. It's got a folding hook on the back. It's got a sight glass in the middle. Okay. The needle's... They don't flutter whatsoever um, when you ho- have it hooked up to a system. I have it on Facebook. You gotta scroll back. I gotta flip it to a YouTube video, which I will do um, shortly. But they're they're a cool set of gauges. I'm telling you that right now. If you guys are in the market for a recovery machine, the Yellow Jacket YJLTE is not only super fast because I own one, super fast and lightweight, but it can also take a shot of liquid. I pumped liquid straight to this thing on purpose to see if it could take it. And it can't. And it will. And it will continue to do so. Yellow Jacket's been around for almost seven years. So, I mean, they're at the top of their game when it comes to this stuff. So, if you're in the market for one lightweight, fast, and can take a beating, check out the YJ LTE recovery machine. So, in the spirit of uh, truck stock, we're going to be brazen up The infamous TX valves, reversing valves, hot gas bypass valves, any kind of valve, you name it, even filter dryers. We want to protect that stuff. Viper wet rag, it's like a putty, heat-absorbing putty. You put it on, it protects the valve, okay, superior to a wet rag that's soaked in water. Far more superior. More heat-blocking technology in the Viper wet rag than in a soaked rag and water. So check that out, have it on hand in your truck for all these valves that you're probably going to be brazing in during the summer. And again, in the spirit of truck stock, cooler products, grab some AC smart steel s- seal, pardon me, external for those unique situations to get you out of the jam, out of the jam. You're going to be in more than one jam out of jams, Okay, and AC smart seal, internal leak sealant, oil-based, non-clogging, non-toxic. You guys check that stuff out. It's well worth your time. I've tested it, and I know it works. The other thing I wanted to mention, True Tech Tools is not only an online tool store, but they also care about the text because they provide educational information on their website. I came across an article um, on their website that explains the difference between charging with a TX valve and steps, and charging with an orifice or piston or capillary tube and steps. And there's some charts on there and whatnot. So I'm gonna put that link into the um, the podcast notes, so you guys can check that article out. And as always, guys, eight percent promo code know it all the testo stuff. I will leave the link in the podcast notes as always. Yeah.
2: What's up guys? how's your night?
0: What's going on, Gary? How you doing?
2: I'm okay man. Mike, you either...
3: Yeah, I'm here. Going good.
2: So, um guys, how was uh, how was your day today? Good, bad, ugly? What what happened?
0: Uh pretty uh, you know what? It was pretty good. can't complain. Uh good news, nothing bad. Some some weird stuff ran into, you know. It was a normal day, I can't complain.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, you guys are obviously uh, from New Jersey because as soon as the minute that you guys open your mouth, you can, you can tell.
0: <laughs> you can, you can hear the accent. Oh, oh, yeah.
2: All you guys from New Jersey, you guys all sound like you, you might not be scary, but you guys all sound scary just because of the accent.
0: Well, we look scary too.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 The yeah. accent got me out of a lot more trouble.
2: Oh, I'm sure. If yeah. you guys, if you guys came up here and just turned to somebody and said, what, with that accent? Yeah. <laughs> They'd be running the other Mike, way. Was,
0: Mike was out there for a little bit. He scared a couple of people out there.
2: Oh, where? I, uh, up, yeah, up
3: I worked out in, in Toronto for a little bit, uh, doing, like, uh, searching for, like, stray, uh, stray electric voltage. Uh, there was a situation, like, a dog, uh, a lady got electrocuted walking her dogs, and they started a whole program about it and uh so they fly us out of to toronto and uh you know i I'd go out there for like three weeks at a time but this was years ago maybe like five six years ago
2: no way so how did you how did you get involved in that
3: uh i started in as like a temp and uh i started working there and they went in through a union vote like right as i started so they were either supposed to like hire me or fire me within two or three months and because of the union thing they couldn't do no hiring or firing so i stayed with them for like a year and a half i was it was awesome i was going out to toronto it was based in all the boroughs in new york but i was taking advantage because i was single at the time going to toronto and uh staying out th- there three weeks at a time i loved it i love the city it's a great city
2: so this was like so what you were like in uh an electrician or something at this point or or an apprentice, we an apprentice. yeah we
3: were- yeah, we, I was an apprentice at the time, but we would uh, we would be driving around. I don't want to say too much of the company. I don't know if it's – but we would drive around. They had a special machine on the back, and it would, like, pick up monitor sounds of the the, the bolt if uh, we passed. It had cameras also. If it passed and touched something that peaked, we'd get out. We had our meters. We would check things, and we would, we would cone it off for then an electrician to come, and, you know, we would then observe and stuff onto there.
2: Oh, that's pretty cool, so, man. Yeah, that was a great
3: learning experience, too. And I got to travel around.
2: Yeah. So, wh- which part of Toronto were you guys, or, or were you booting around in?
3: Uh, I went all around. I mean, I th- I think they called them each by wards. I think each spot was called like different ward. It was like Ward One, Two, or something like that.
2: Yeah. That, but, that's uh, that's just how they'll se- separate up. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I I, yeah. I can't even tell you where we were we based out of. Uh, I don't even remember. I know I was working in like downtown, like downtown city of Toronto for for majority of the time I was there.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a really beautiful city. I I really enjoy. Uh, I, I don't live downtown. I I live like way north of downtown. But when I go down there, I, I have a lot of fun. So so Elon, what um what you got? What got you into the trade, man? Like, how did you get started in all this?
0: So uh, pretty much, I've been doing like general construction my whole life since I was like 16 years old.
1: It's weird. Uh,
0: buddy of uh, buddy of mine, his dad ran a company out in Staten Island when we were younger, and uh, we just always want you know I always wanted to help out and always had a tendency to build things, you know, growing up, we were building clubhouses in the woods and it just, my, I I loved it right away, picked up on it. So I did general construction for a while with him and led into that. And then kind of went on my own when I got a little bit older and I kept doing that in and out. My parents have a restaurant out in Brooklyn, so that's kind of what I uh, grew up on. Yep. So uh, it was always between either that or construction, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, but then construction got a little out of hand and annoying. And I uh, met up with an age back guy. and started doing some age back work with him for about four or five years, and it totally changed my whole perspective of the field and everything. So I kind of was like, you know what? I don't want to deal with construction anymore whatsoever. I just want to stick to age But out here in Jersey, you need to get a, a license to kind of do stuff on your own. You can't just, you know, be EPA certified and go and do whatever you want. And I always wanted to own my own thing. And I always did my own thing. I never really, you know, I did work for somebody, but I was, you know, my own boss kind of always how it was. How it was. And, uh, I, You know, married two kids, and I kind of told myself, you know, if I don't do this now, I kind of never will. So I started looking around, and I found Lincoln Tech with their program uh, that I could kind of cut out a long time, four or five years of working with somebody uh, to get my license because they had to kind of – I had to give them a whole bunch of uh, paperwork, and the guy had to vouch for me, and then I had to go take a state test. So it was like a whole process that kind of I was ready to take the risk, and uh, Lincoln Tech kind of helped me out that because they cut that time in half for me, and uh, that's the route we went.
2: That's cool. Mike so in, did you did you Mike guys work meet? Did you guys that. meet at Lincoln Tech?
0: No, no. Me and Mike, me and Mike, been friends for twenty plus years.
2: Man. Oh, okay, cool, man. That, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah.
0: So we always we always been, but uh, you know, he did his own thing. I did my thing. But then when, uh, right before I went in and found out that I'm going over here, he was working for a, a factory doing his thing. And I was like, you know what? He, you know, he needed to settle down and we needed to find something that we're going to do for the rest of our life. So I told him about my idea. He liked it at first, but he wasn't kind of ready to take that jump. And I, I forced him, man. I was like, yo, this is what we have to do. I, I'm telling you, let's go. And uh, he's, he said, fuck it. And he, and he and he did it. And we went. And we did 11 months in Lincoln Tech. And it was the best 11 months of our life. I mean, we met so many people there. Uh, and the f- things that we learned that we thought we knew, it, it totally changed everything. And it was great. And we're together already now. Two years already out
2: of school working nonstop. That's that that's awesome, man. So the your 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 company, you guys own that, right? It's just the two of you?
0: Yes.
2: Okay. Yeah. And so did you guys did, did you guys start that right out of Lincoln tackle like you guys came out like this is our company, that's it. We're going full bore. Yeah, yeah
3: can, can I take yeah mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, Mike, yeah, Mike, yeah, Mike, Mike jump no, in, man. Mike, definitely. It's it's actually kind of funny. We were sitting in we were sitting in Mr. Rick's class, and yep. discussing the four major uh, four major things in uh, air conditioning, and he's writing down on the board temperature, humidity, air cleanliness, and air movement. And we always had thoughts of you know what, what our name was going to be. We were thinking about it while we were in school. We were still doing construction. And he just came the next day to me and said it. He was like, air movement. And at first, I didn't like it at first, but it just stuck on me. And uh, it kind of like, it sounded like simple but perfect, you know?
2: It is. You know what? That That is a fantastic name because the air has to move in order for all of the shit that happens within a heating system and a cooling system to take place. If the air is not moving, nothing's going to happen. So that that is a fantastic name it's 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 uh it's like grassroots it's basic it's simple but at the same time it lets everybody know exactly what you're doing you know what i mean
0: oh yeah right it when something when something hits me i i don't stop until <laughs> it, I, it either it either it either happens or it totally fails like it, it's it's one or the other and and right. this one it, it went you know in our area, we have a lot of air groups, air this, air that, and I looked around. I was like, you know, I was like, wait a second, air movement, it's right there. How did nobody even like take this? You got air maintenances. you got air, this, air. Why didn't anybody take this? And you know, they're big companies. And I checked, it was available, and we did it. You know, we locked it in. It took it took Mike maybe to take the end of the class, which was like two three weeks to catch up. And that's it,
2: and, and we, we we went we went with it. Cool, man. So so so, Mike, back to you for a minute. How um how did you get into the trade? Uh, besides um you guys discussing this and like giving each other the push to get in, like did you come up? I know you talked about how you drove around and checked the for the electrical signals and the voltage, but did you come up in any other trades and all that, or how how did how'd that all work for you?
0: No,
3: growing up, I always was bouncing around in jobs. I mean. Like uh like Mo said, we always did construction and we always had projects going like we at a young age, we built a liquor store. We like customized the shelves. So always did that on the side. But I tried to do different things. I even studied for my series seven. I didn't know what I was going to do in my life. I, uh, I was going to I was trying to become a stockbroker, took the series seven a few times, got like a 70 and they made they changed the score to 72 and like crushed. My, I had no idea what I was going to do. I was out of work for a little bit and I went and took a factory job for like $10 an hour just to get a job right away and I worked myself up a little bit and Moose kind of like begged me like, yo, you you need to come and go to the school with me take a year." and I wasn't ready to do that because that meant not going to work and I was going to school full time so I was thinking about income and thank God he did push me because uh, that worked out great but to get back to the beginning i did hvac work with a guy and you know me uh, me and moose worked with him also and it was a great experience learning with him but um you know we, we parted ways but we always knew we wanted to do this so from going into school it was pretty much like you know kids in there were looking for jobs and everything and that was my thing too i i wasn't even gonna go with with elon i was gonna go to a company go put some years in and then come back and bring something else with me and him to the table. I was thinking about benefits. I was thinking about security. My father is very big onto that, you know, and I respect it too, but I also want to, you know, I got one, like I feel this shot right here and, and I'm going with it full hundred percent force, you know?
2: Yeah. That's, that's good for you guys, man. Like you you guys, at some point in your life, you have to take a chance with something. And a lot of people, like, I don't know if you listen to, um, Uh, Gary, Gary V Gary Vaynerchuk, you guys follow him on Instagram?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, so one of the things he says is that the worst thing that you could do is be like 90 and sit and, and like when he, he says when he talks to like a 90 year old, like, I don't know if he's actually talking to them. Or if he's using as as an example, like talking to a 90-year-old and to look into his eyes and see nothing but regret. Like, I should have done this and I should have done that. You know what I mean? So the fact that you guys took the jump and did what you wanted to do, I commend you guys for that. Because a lot of people, they're scared to do it. And I mean, when I was, like, how old are you guys? I'm
0: 35. 35? 35. I'm, 30. no, I'm 33. 33.
2: Okay, so... I mean, I'm I'm just a few year few years older than you guys. And I mean, at the point of my life I'm in right now, I can't see myself doing this. That's why I started this HVAC know it all thing with the podcast and the website. Because I wanted something that was mine because see in my area, man, it's so cutthroat. Like I don't know what it's it's like for you guys. It's so cutthroat here. So first of all, I have to jump through a whole whole bunch of hoops and all these regulations to and pay all these fees to get my business. And then, and then everything is cut through Everybody's slashing everybody's pricing and it brings down the level of work. And it's just not something that I want to be involved in. So I started this because I feel this is a more positive thing I can do to to help the industry. But I commend you guys for doing it. Um, but what I want to know is like, so, so here, like when I come out of school, I came out of school when I was 19 or I think I was 20, 20 maybe, um, out of trade school, but I had to do a five year apprentice. Apprenticeship and get a license. Um, so how did that work for you guys? Do you, are you guys fully licensed, or did you have to do some form of an apprenticeship underneath, like a mechanic, for a while?
0: So yeah, pretty much. That's what I was saying with the school. How much it helped. Yeah. If, uh, we didn't go to Lincoln, Lincoln Tech and get accredited over there, and all the papers. We would have had to do at least five years under a company out here, and then be able to go take the state test. Okay. Uh, there's not. Too, there's not too much involved. There's just. You have to work with a licensed age that company for five years, and then they have to write a recommendation, like a letter stating that, you know, how long you worked for, what your pay was, you know, all that stuff. And then you could send that in with an application fee to the state, and they, you know, they call you to come take a test. Yeah. But with Lincoln Tech, when you do that 11 month program, that allows you to only need two years with the company.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that was, so that was, the big thing because i was like in and out with an age rag guy i knew a, uh you know i knew a, a guy out here i worked with him and then i went to school so i kind of you know that helped me out and right out of school we started doing some work for him he was sending us do this do this you know he was really busy so when it was time i asked him he wrote me what i needed to write we went applied for the state test i went i took it and it was just you know, from learning what we learned at Lincoln Tech, you know, we got, we, we got what we needed. That was the goal. And honestly, I thought I could do it without Lincoln Tech. And after going there, I was, I was totally wrong. Yeah.
2: Totally yeah. Wrong. So schooling schooling helped. Not, yeah, not School.
3: only just uh, yeah. the helping of the years, but the, the knowledge we learned and the relationships. Also with uh, Rick, Rick Rossigno, he... I still call him, you know, to this day, asking advice, tips, guides, you know.
2: Oh, Rick! Rick is partner. Rick. Rick is cool. He, he's he, he's a smart guy, but he's also cool shit, man. So <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. I, I'm sure.
3: We I, two days ago.
2: Sorry, we went, what was we that?
3: Two days ago, we sat in his classroom, and I was just missing being in there. We talked to some of the students, and I was just missing being in his class. He makes it. He makes it fun and interesting, you know. Because yeah. it, it is it is interesting what we're doing. We're scientists out there, pretty much, you know.
2: Yeah. Is that why he puts on the white lab coat and puts the goggles on his forehead to make it look cool, or Yeah. yeah. That, uh, <laughs> <The man's science. laughs> so he I I, to I wanted I,
0: kids,
2: what oh, sorry what is that? <laughs> I said
0: he needs to get the kids involved, entertained. So.
2: Yeah. No. He, he does a, he does a good job with it. I, I've I've seen some of the videos he posts, and that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you guys when I did my like pre-apprenticeship course, it was two years long. Um, there was an option of a third year, but it was more geared towards like engineering, like uh calc, like load calcs and air balancing calcs and all-, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I didn't do that uh year. I just did the two years and I, and I got a job. So that was one of the main reasons that I left, um, after the two years. So in 11 months, um how are they condensing that down like I, obviously i can't tell you everything i learned in the two years but 11 months seems like a short period of time to learn a lot about what's involved in the trade of hvac so like what what are they teaching you in that 11 months so
0: it definitely is like we you know we come here well, i i i don't recommend to anybody you know to go Straight out of Lincoln Tech and open up their own company. It's just that I I had it in me, you know, since since the beginning. That that's what I did. I I, I knew it. Some kids you walk in, we were in cl- uh, class with kids, They didn't know how to use a wrench, you know. So it's like comparing, you know, apples to bananas. Not even know how to use a wrench. How to read a tape measure, you know. <laughs> so so it's for kids like that, their basic their basic thing is in 11 months they're gonna get them ready for sure to go work for a company and that company you know usually companies they have training for you they could offer all that stuff you know so that's kind of how that works i knew a little bit more uh, you know with being in construction and working for an hvac guy uh two different two different guys so it kind of like worked out i knew right away like i could handle the basics and then it's a learning process from there and the Rick and a couple other teachers out there went above and beyond because they seen that what I, what my goal was and they helped me to get that and accomplish it and they definitely
2: did that's awesome so so let's fast forward to now um you guys are you guys are running a successful business so what kind of work are you guys doing
0: but so we try to stay, we try, we do residential commercial. Okay. So of-, of course, we didn't come into it doing that. We try to stay only residential. But commercial just started coming in, coming in. Uh, we got a couple of friends that have restaurants. We took over those contracts. And now uh, Facebook, you got to love it. Uh, we get blasted all over Facebook and people see in our area. And we just get so many calls daily now. And, you know, we're getting a name for ourselves and we're coming in. And the people are like, oh, my God, you know, because we, we're honest, our pricing is just exact. You know, I, I'm not that guy who's going to kill everybody, but I try to stay where we have to be. We're newcomers. I'm not going to charge an arm and a leg. I'm not going to, you know, we we do the right thing. And I believe that's why we made it. Boom, boom, right out of school.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what? The, what you said about Facebook is uh, very interesting. Because a lot of, a lot of companies now, especially like one man, two men, like you guys, they're not, they're not spending money on an expensive website and the hosting fees and they're utilizing Facebook and they're utilizing Instagram and, and they're targeting, um, cause with Facebook, do you guys do the targeting, like pay like 10 bucks or whatever, and then target people in your area. So the, the ads go straight to their phone and they see that you guys are in the area and what you're doing. Do you guys do that?
0: yeah so we've done that a couple of times but you know what i set the parameters and i always do it but i always find myself people in different states get it and really in my area yeah it's weird so i always have an issue with facebook like that so it kind of i never got the targeting that i wanted from that so we, we stopped we really don't pay anymore it's just honestly we did a couple of uh you know, four or five jobs for four or five new customers and just their word of mouth went to one, to another, to another. And we have, you know how there's group, you know, groups on Facebook page. So in the area we live, there's groups. Yeah. I'm in a group like that. And our name, our name gets blasted more than the biggest companies in the area. So people start thinking like, Whoa, what's going on? And we're getting calls and a lot of calls and a lot of calls. And, uh, I can't complain. You know, this is what we wanted. It was part of, it was a plan and the plan is working.
2: Cool. Cool, man. So Mike, Mike, you were saying you were, you are in a group. Is it like a community group that, uh, like people no, ask Mike, questions? I'm going to just like
3: that on Facebook. It's called, uh, HVAC Hub.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there's, 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 there's too many assholes on there though, man. Uh,
0: yeah.
2: No, yeah but, I got to, we got to, we got to, we got to we get together and wrestle those guys down, man. I'm telling you
0: yeah that's, we got we should so we should get a slap <laughs> competition see how many states <laughs>
2: it's, yeah
3: it's so weird like you post something on facebook and you get you get murdered and you post something on instagram and people just show a lot more love you know it's, it's weird in that sense but i i'm, I'm gonna to give you
2: I, I, i'm gonna give you my theory okay this is my theory on why facebook is a lot different than Instagram and this is my theory and and I'm not trying to throw this certain entity under the bus but we've all heard of hvac hacks right 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 okay they're they're huge on facebook they got like a 100 and they like I don't know like 150,000 followers or 200,000 followers or something in that range right so two two and a half years ago this is kind of how i started hvac know it all just reading posts like seeing pictures and reading posts so everybody would be posting their crappy installs or someone's crappy install and then everybody just started shitting on each other right and it created a culture that HVAC groups that's what you do you shit on people and that's how you that's how you act in these groups and then when I started the HVAC know-it-all thing and I started then I started seeing the same thing and I'm like, no, man. I this is I didn't start this for this. I started it for this reason, and I started fighting back. And I some people they they wouldn't get it. Some people they did. They apologized. Some people I had to remove. But my mission was to create something positive. And I that's that's my theory. That HVAC hacks started something negative because their posts are all based on negativity. Nobody says, look at this piece of crap install. This is how you fix it. They're just like. Pointing and laughing at it right and it created this culture and when Instagram came along and I don't know if you guys know who um, Andrew Greaves is aka HVAC. He's a big youtuber for HVAC videos and stuff. He's on Instagram as well Yeah,
0: we saw him in Atlanta. After, uh...
3: Okay, that's
2: that, That's right. That's right. So he said something interesting to me about Instagram um, That you're following people that you want to follow right so if you're following that person obviously you care about what they're doing, and you enjoy what they're posting and, and you enjoy their content. so why would you say something bad about them? In a Facebook group, it's just a whole bunch of people jammed in together. We might not like each other, so everybody just hates on each other right. Um, it's a really hard culture to break and, and, and I don't know if it can be broken. I've tried, but <laughs> there, there's a, I only have so much time and so much energy. You know what i mean but that that's that's my theory it might be wrong it might be right but and what andrew said kind of intertwines with all that and, and makes a lot of sense
0: that makes so much yeah. sense. <laughs> and it's like andrew. when we
3: when we think about like posting and stuff too like we know like you know when we put stuff on facebook and instagram we might put more funnier stuff on instagram and you know that's where the slap cam and all that stuff started because you know, nobody goes on Instagram and says, oh, my heating and cooling is down. I need to find somebody. Like, it's all, you know, on Facebook, we try to keep it more, show what we do and work. We put some of the funny stuff out there and all. But uh, it, just the, the overall community, I think, like, even on on the Internet, like, with the HVAC, is, I, I love it, honestly, from, from all the people in the trade. Like, HVAC Mafia, Tactical. Like you said, you saw You said you kind of wanted to start your thing from watching uh see him do the the HVAC hacks and think you could change it and do like that like we would be driving you know stop to stop just like every other tech and in between I'm watching all these videos and like 945 just crying lot, lot laughing you know in the car from his videos and like and just thinking we we could you know we could we should get our out there on the internet too like that you know and so we started doing stuff like that. The slapping we always done our whole life,
2: uh, even when yeah. not
3: work.
2: That that was one of the things I wanted to ask you guys about. So, if you guys, I mean, everybody that's listening, not everybody's on Instagram and everybody's gonna follow follow you there or or me there. But um, explain to everybody what the slap cam is and how it kind of all generated. Because I don't know the story behind it either.
0: Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, tell Mike.
3: Well, we we always did it from when we were younger and stuff too. We would just, you know, out of nowhere, just. we obviously we didn't have cameras when we were younger, but it was all jokes. <laughs> we grew up in a neighborhood like with like twenty boys and like four girls. So the boys were just always, you know, we were always just the boys, the group. We were the standby boys and just beating each other up, building clubhouses and stuff like that. So that always stuck. That always stuck with us our whole life. So it just started. Uh, when we wanted to start recording it and stuff like that, we were thinking to just do something different to, like, you know, make people laugh, but also, like, make people want to follow us, too, that maybe don't like HVAC. <clears throat> so, there's some basic rules, like, you know, the, it has, the camera has to be recording. You can't just come up and slap out of nowhere. The camera has to be recording, at least, and it has to be quality sound. Because if it's not a good sound, then it's not worthy of posting. Yeah. Uh you can't be you can't be higher than a third step on a ladder. Uh no power tools during any uh slap. <laughs> Safety first. Uh, and uh I don't know, rules are being created as we go along, so <laughs> yeah. got me, he, he you guys you are <laughs> so to take the day off, so we're still creating them as we go. He says I rules every day, but I don't know.
2: You guys are gonna have a slap cam code book soon enough, you know what I mean? Because the rules so so- someone's, so someone's gonna be sanding some uh, some fittings, and then you're gonna get slapped, and the sandpaper's gonna hit you in the eye. Then it's no set, sa- no slapping while sanding fittings anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: like, no gloves, no gloves allowed during the slap too, so it can't like whip you in the eye.
2: That's that's cool though. No, it's it's entertaining, the, the and open it's entertaining. It
3: come, the ultimate slap will come like in the middle of the supply house or something when other people don't know. That's when it'll start getting entertaining when we start getting brave
2: <laughs> yeah but it it brings it brings entertainment value to your page and it shows it shows the the human beings in you guys you know what i mean so that that's cool exactly
3: that's what you know, we were we were talking about that too we wanted to build our page we want to build our followers we didn't want to go out and pay for followers you know i wanted i wanted people to follow me truly because they want to so we were thinking about you know what could we do different we try like You know we do the memes some funny posts sometimes other than our work but then i said to i said to boost a few times you know they they need to see the person behind the camera sometimes we need to show ourselves you know do this take picture of us working or even you know that's when it came like even just slapping each other
2: yeah man so uh... i
3: don't i don't want to
2: keep you guys for too long but i did want to ask you guys one question and i want both of you guys to answer um elon you can go first. if you guys were going to give somebody advice, doesn't matter, young kid, somebody that's your age, somebody that's older, that's thinking about starting a business in this industry, what would you tell them?
0: So I would I would tell them to I would tell them to do it, not right away though. Like do it. Have your mindset to that you are going to open up a business. But don't do it right away. You, you definitely need to have knowledge or, or, or help behind you. I had that, so it was easier for me. That's why I kind of always had it. Like Mike said, uh, I had it in my head that I'm going to school, and when I'm coming out, I'm starting my own thing. He was ready to go work for a company, and then we had it in, in play. If after the company he finished, he could come and we could go together, whatever it is. You know, that wasn't his goal to come right away. But it it just it just wanted to happen, and that's why i said if if you have that don't 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 say don't say no i I say yes, I say do it, but do it when you're ready don't wait too long though but uh you that, you know there's there's so much more to it on the back end with paperwork and all that stuff you you know if you're opening up yourself, you kind of have to know everything i had a I had a little uh easier you know my my family had a restaurant when I was growing up. So I kind of helped my grandfather run it since I was like 11 years old. So I kind of had always like what steps are to run a business. So that's why it was kind of easy for me to always do stuff on my own, you know, run out and do something, not work for somebody. Uh, You know, so it was like that. But I would never tell somebody, no, i only go work for a company. I would tell them the more the merrier. But at least if you are going to do it, do it the right way. And do it when you're, you're ready and you're settled. Because it's, it's tough. It's tough, man. Uh, we've been out of school two years. It really the first year, it, it was hard for us. Uh, you know, there was days we couldn't, couldn't buy a cup of coffee. So, you know, if uh, you're ready to take that risk right away, you know, go ahead, man. Do it. But don't give up. Even at the lowest, keep going. You got you to keep going. Because it's it's when you pass that that hill is when it all just like it's all uphill from there, man.
2: You know. That's, yeah, that's what I say. No, that that that's great advice, man. When you hit when you hit rock bottom, if if you hit that rock bottom, I mean, there's there's only one place you can go, and that's up, right? And yep. um, th- there's there's too many people that when they hit that, they give up because they don't think they're good enough, um, but. They just need a little bit of motivation right so hopefully anybody that's listening that's in this position will take that advice from you so thanks man like that's 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 really good advice mike mike what do you think man
3: i would say pretty much the same thing he said you know like we really we really had i don't want to say like an advantage but we worked with a company before going into the trade school so we
0: we knew the business
3: going into there, and we all, you know, Moose always had it in his mind that he wanted his own his own business, and I believed in him too. I seen it with construction. We had construction companies. We had hidden wire, a camera company. We tried to do so many different things with construction, and just the the low points were there all the time. And I and I felt it. There was so many times we went, you know, like you said, without even a cup of coffee. I went without money and just the sacrifice knowing like i we would we would be doing jobs and you know i would risk not getting anything because i know this guy's got to get paid first or the other one too you know and and i accepted that for the will of the company and it's and i'm very proud now to say this that i'm you know part owner of a company nowadays with my best friend and we did it we we had those hard days sitting like we would you know, I'd be mad at him fighting with him. Why are we not going out and doing a job right now? There's nothing coming yet. But we had to, like, stay, you know, faithful and uh, hoping that it would happen. But the young techs coming in and trying to open up their own business, I would say, like he said, too, do it. There's nothing really holding you back but yourself. But you, you need to have a strong plan and foundation behind you. We had a lot of tools already and stuff like that. And, you know, we we work we work nonstop 24 24- like I'll work overnight, come home, sleep for two hours, and we'll go back out sometimes too, just because we know and we try to keep our overhead down. That's a big thing when it comes to, when it comes to it, you know, like you said, uh, we don't really want to be spending much on stuff we can't for other advertising where we can't afford it, keep our keep our overhead down right now, and it's it, it's it's almost like Mr. Rick is one of the best guys to be uh that i could say teaching me that brought me up because he influenced me so much so when i go back to the school and i talk to the other techs i tell them about how there was kids i was sitting with in class that now are working at burger king they went to a trade school program they had a great opportunity and they're working at burger king but the trade school is not going to set you to go on your own right away they're going to set you like Moo said to go with a company and that company is going to train you the way they want to train you you know Maybe one day we can get to that point where we can hire people and train them the way we want to train them. But it's hard. So we're still living in the struggle, but things are getting good. Like And like you said, I wasn't going to go to a company right out of school. I wanted to get benefits. I wanted to go work for a company. I didn't want to worry about anything. And it just happened so fast and jobs just picked up right away. And there was a little downtime in between, but the the seeing what could be, was right there, and now like we get calls, we gotta go tomorrow check out for a school. They want a contract for us, and I'm just like, wow, now we're handling schools, you know?
2: And yeah, I feel like so proud. That's of them. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I'm glad. So proud of I'm glad you brought up the oh, fact man. that that um that you couldn't afford a coffee because that that's that's so powerful to me because that just shows that you don't care about about that and and it slowing you down because you're not there anymore right so that that day that you couldn't buy a coffee it probably drove you to say you know what this ain't happening this isn't going to be me in a year probably drove you harder right that's that's what drives me man i'm telling you like um when i do like if i get if i get a bunch of tools and i start reviewing tools and and somebody goes ah you're only doing it because of that or or your videos suck i'm like yeah Keep bringing it, man, because all your negativity, it drives me to be better. So the fact that you couldn't buy a coffee that day or the fact that you had no money drove you to be better. And it's the failures in your life that drive you to be successful. Do you guys agree with that?
0: That's how I live my life. (laughs) I've been on the spot. I love a big town. It's what makes me go.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, guys. That's that's, that's a really good story, guys. I I appreciate you guys getting on to the podcast to tell it um, because there's so many other techs in your boat or were in your boat or going to be in your boat very, very soon. So this story is probably going to help them um, coming from real guys like you. I
3: hope we can help them and motivate them with that because, I mean, we talk to techs every day on Instagram. I don't know if you know uh, Sam, HVAC, Reefer Tech.
2: Yeah,
3: uh, he's, he's a great guy, and uh, we talk about it. He he's interested in doing his own thing at one day, and you know, he's another guy we talk to all the time. And yeah, I I love anybody that tries to go and do it on their own. I always root for the underdog in anything I do. <laughs> yeah, any movie I watch. Yeah, uh, it's
2: just
3: it's something about when you we we just had this in us and the struggle was there. Like it, it, the struggle, if you're not prepared for the struggle, then you, you don't deserve what comes after it. And I'm so happy that moves kept me focused during the whole struggle. Cause I was ready to give up a few times. You know, I, I fight with my father still today about what I should do, but I believe in this company until the day I die. I'll die for this company.
2: Nice. Well, I mean, that, that tells me I right there, try. you're going to be successful yeah, just try. for that attitude a hundred percent.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it.
2: All right, boys. So let's, let's wrap this up. Um, Stay on the phone with me just for a couple of seconds. We'll say bye to everybody. Um, Thank you very much, guys. Um, I'll see you on Instagram. We'll see. I'll see you. Definitely see you on the slap can. Cause I love watching those. So thank you guys. I appreciate it.
0: Gary, thank no you for problem. having us, man. It was a pleasure. Keep, keep it yeah. up man. I hope to be able to listen to, you know, one plus podcast of yours a week.
2: Yeah, I I'm trying, man. I'm trying to put one a week out there, so we'll we'll see how it goes. Doing my best.
0: Yeah.
3: Thank you, Yeah, we love listening to the podcast. In between rides, in between jobs. I pre- better.
2: I, pre- I appreciate it.
3: Okay I guys. You share.
2: Th- thank you very much.
3: All right. Thank you.
1: That was the first time we ever had more than one guest on the podcast at once. I had to call Mike, and then we had the conference in Elon. So there was three cell phones involved in that, and I was worried that we'd have some dropping out. But for the most part, it was pretty good. I, I did hear a little bit of feedback during that. I don't know if you guys heard that. If you did, I apologize. Uh, but that was the first time we ever tried something like that, and I think it worked out pretty well. That was a, a real conversation, real HVAC real life. It was down to earth. It was honest. And that's what I loved about it. So if I, if you're going to take anything away from that conversation, take away this. If you want to run your own business, do it. Get the education you need. Get the things in place that you need to get in place and do it. Because if you don't do it, you're never going to find out if you could have been a success or not. And it looks like Mike and Elon are on their way to success. So I wish you luck, boys. It was great having you on the podcast. Thank you very much. And in closing, guys, I just want to remind you of my new relationship with House Call Pro. One of the cool features of the House Call Pro app is when the tech is on their way to the job site, they hit a button on their phone, the customer gets a notification of that, that you set up automatically. Okay, you set it up and it automatically sends that notification out. Let's a customer know, which is really, really cool because then they're not calling you. Where's your guy? Blah, 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 blah. So that is one of the cool features of House Call Pro. I'm going to leave the link in the podcast notes uh, so you guys can check it out. Click that link if you're interested, if you're a business owner, you want to take your business to the next level, paperless, very, very organized, um, automated system. Check out House Call Pro, guys. I'm out, guys. Happy HVACing.